Welcome to the More Life Podcast, where creatives, problem solvers, and entrepreneurs talk about squeezing more out and finding meaning in this crazy thing we call life. Let's dive in. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the More Life Podcast. I am your host, Bart Aniston, if you're new around here. Uh, and first things first, as always, if you're here, you, maybe you clicked on it because of the title of this uh, uh, podcast, uh, but we would love to, for you to hang around. So hit the like, hit the subscribe, hit the follow, whatever you're listening to this or watching this podcast, your support is greatly appreciated. Uh, the last couple of weeks, we've been having some really cool guests, and I know I've just recorded a bunch of new episodes with some guests uh, coming up, but I'm really excited for Cassandra Lee and for Katie Allred. So if you're following along in the feed, these types of episodes are really, really great for uh, for you to kind of just hear uh, intense, like powerful knowledge from people who I really respect and admire. And uh, yeah, there's really more great things happening in the show. So without further ado, we're going to jump into our solo episode today. And as per usual with these solo episodes, if you're new around here, is I kind of talk about what I'm going through mentally, how I'm preparing, how the behind the scenes of the business and what that all entails. And I've been having conversations with people who I considered to be either mentor, the people that I admire, um, about work and work relationships and what does that look like? How do I manage my work? How do I stay on top of the things that I need to do? And a lot of this has to do with just like tasks. And so many things come down to tasks and task management and productivity and how do I lean into productivity? How do I manage my productivity? How do I become a better version of myself? I saw a really cool clip uh, on social media, as we all do when we're scrolling, where someone defined, you know, it said, like, uh, he doesn't care about discipline anymore. He just cares about standard, about raising the standard of where he wants to be um, in his professional, in his business, in his relational life, all that type of thing. And he's like, the discipline serves the standard. If the standard is raised to a certain level, you have to reach that standard through discipline. And, and then if you want to keep going further, raise the standard one more time. Just say, this is the level of life that I'm choosing to live in. This is what I'm looking for. And here's how I'm going to make these things happen. It's kind of like having goals and action steps to go along with it. And for myself, I've kind of been like drowning in the mixture of my life, uh, being in my, uh, you know, my personal life, my business life, my relationships that I have outside of work. And it takes a lot of work to manage all these different things. And there's, you know, all these different aspects that are pulling at you all at the same time. And I've really come to learn that like my brain is really good at having ideas. It's not meant to hold these ideas. It cannot do all of it. And I've tried multiple different tools to try to capture things. I've tried Otter and stuff like that to like take meeting notes and to record messages and all that type of stuff. And it, it, it does work. Uh, but I feel, I feel like it took me a while, but I found a system that really has been working really good for me. Um, if you guys have not heard of Todoist, Todoist is like a task app, but I don't really use it like a real task app. I use it like a note system because they have a really good widget uh, for the iPhone. I'm an iPhone user. So I have 
lots of things that come to my head or things that pop up in meetings that I need to capture. And I'm a thought of person and I'm a notes person on like my iPad. Um, but those things need to be transcribed or put into something that then translates into a task or translates into a uh, regular just to do that I need to do, whether it's call, whether it's just a list of items that I need to pick up at the grocery store. It's just random pieces of information that I've come to realize I'm no good at remembering. <laughs> I guess that's a young person's game. I don't know if it is. I don't think I was that much more rememberful when I was younger. But now that I'm older, I realize all this information really does exist only in my brain. And that's very scary because I'm human and humans do crazy stuff. And sometimes you forget things. Or if you're me, all the time you forget things. So to do this has been that amazing tool. It's a catch all because my brain can't hold it all i just put anything inside there that at the end of the day i take five minutes and i take all the things that i wrote down inside there and if they're applicable to my personal life i take care of them uh uh in a certain way like whether it's email and callbacks and stuff like that if it's applicable to business world like meeting notes or action items from from meetings i then transfer them uh into uh asana which is my project management tool for my business so I'm kind of using this Todoist app as kind of like a catch-all in between because the Asana app for mobile is absolute trash. Um, Asana, I love you guys so much. Please sponsor me. But at the same time, I feel like the the mobile app is not giving. It makes it harder, if anything, to, to use Asana. And the user uh, experience and journey throughout it is not necessarily conducive for quick notes or something that pops up really fast. I'd love for the Asana widget to have, like, that quick note feature from the dashboard to just be that as an option as a, as a feature, I would 100% use that if that was a possible as a widget on the iPhone. So again, if someone from Asana is listening, please help a brother out. So yeah, like I was mentioning earlier, we, we've been, or I've been specifically just looking at how do I manage all of these different aspects and how can I lean into productivity and how can I find a better way to serve myself in turn serving others? Because the betterment of myself is, is everyone wins from that. And I think that's true across the board, whether you're uh, a stay-at-home mom or you're an entrepreneur. If you work on you, everyone around you gets some of the benefits and reaps some of the benefits of that uh, lifestyle choice that you're making. And uh, I'm a big advocate for therapy. I've been in therapy multiple times, um, you know, whether it's individual, couple, all that type of stuff. You can I've done I've done both. Um, and they're extremely, extremely powerful sessions. I've never gone to a therapy sessions and not felt better afterwards. And one of the things that therapy has taught me is just listen, we're just here talking about how we manage and engage with relationships, relationships with others, relationship with, with partners or with spouses, and the relationship with yourself, how you look at yourself, how you view yourself. And the question I always end up trying to think about when I'm trying to better myself or trying to lean into a new aspect of myself is how am I nurturing and caring for myself? 
this is hard for me because I'm somebody who first response is to think about somebody else and how I can be of service to somebody else. And that comes sometimes to the detriment of my own personal health or well-being. And when you're dealing with either a partner, a spouse, or with other people or business relationships, it's very easy for you to set boundaries, I think. But when it comes to yourself, it's a little bit harder. At least this is for me. This is my personal experience. It's easy for me to tell somebody who I work with, no, I don't want to do that. It's harder for me to tell myself, no, you shouldn't do that. And I find it harder to self-regulate myself. Discipline is that thing that's going to help us, but discipline is very daunting. So how do we care for ourselves and nurture our betterment without it over-consuming our lives and becoming too daunting and then we procrastinate? Or maybe that's just me again, because that's happened to me multiple times where I have this really big idea. I want to take so much good care of myself mentally. I'm going to go for a walk every day. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I want to read 10 books. I'm going to, I'm going to do all the things. It becomes so daunting. I do none of the things and I just feel worse. I just feel worse for how the how the lack of fulfillment and the disappointment have made me kind of buckle and I'm not actually as strong as what I thought I was. Do those things when you don't have the discipline to do those things, that's when you start to feel the anxiety of like, oh, I didn't do this and I'm a failure and I don't know why. And here's the the perpetual reasons that I keep having problems with and how am I supposed to get any better? So the, the goal here is to figure out how can I do discipline to get the desires of my heart? Because I think we talked about this almost a year ago where discipline and having a, a, a regimen or routine or something that you hold yourself accountable to is the gateway to getting all your life's goals and dreams. I believe that to be true. Now, sometimes the way your goals and dreams are realized into reality is you know, different than what maybe you've imagined, but you can find a form of success through working diligently and being disciplined with your with your goals. So how? How do we love ourselves to success? How do I love myself and take care of myself in a way where it's not going to overwhelm me and I'm going to be able to uh, see the goals or the attributes of these successful goals or things inside of my life that's going to make me feel like I'm taking the needle, I'm moving it forward, and I'm not a big failure. Because a big part of self-care and self-love is self-talk. And the way you talk to yourself, we're really hard on ourselves, especially if you're a creative, if you're an artist, if you're an entrepreneur, we're tough on ourselves. I'm tough on myself, where I look at things in a certain way, in a certain light, and I'm thinking, ah, Ah, yes, I should have done, been able to do that. You're better than that, Bar. Why are you taking so long to realize this in your practice, realize this in your discipline? And these are the things that can sometimes hold you back. So the, these are four, actually five things. I, I wrote them down and I thought I was four, but I didn't circle the fifth one. Uh, these are five things that I think that can help you love yourself to success. This is true to me. These are the things that I care about. This is not a definitive list by any stretch of the imagination. Number one, and I think the most important thing, again, 
for me and my personality is only compete against yourself. I heard this story of somebody who was visiting. This is a uh, a journalist visiting uh, an executive from the Apple company, computer company, and they had just gone to the Microsoft office prior to this. I don't know when. And when they were driving back after spending a day together, he said, "You do know that the you know the Microsoft Zoom is better than the new iPod Touch. This is when the iPod Touch just came out." And the Apple executive said, yeah, yeah, I know. He's like, you know it has like a better battery. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I know. You know it has like, it can hold more music than you think. Yeah, yeah, I know. He he was unfazed by it. And the journalist who is sharing this, you know, story via TikTok or whatever explains that Apple does not care what the competition is doing. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's great. They can have a better stats or better specs, uh, better sales or whatever. Apple is competing only with themselves. They are immune to what other people are doing or thinking about them and what you know goals or achievements that they are also doing uh, on the other side. They're like, we have more than enough things to work on and to care about here. They are relentless in creating the best product and user experience no matter what. It didn't matter if somebody else was already holding that space of having that title or if they were going to break ground and do something brand new. And I think you can see that kind of play out multiple times in Apple's trajectory where on paper they don't have the best computer or the best phone, but they focus so much on their own lane And sometimes we fall into the trap of drifting out of our lane and we're now all up in somebody else's business looking at what they got and how they got it and what they have to do to get there. And you know what? That's all well and good for them. There's no hate or animosity towards them. Eyes on your own work. I got more than enough stuff I got to take care of right here. So the best thing you can do for yourself, the number one one thing you can do for yourself so that you can start to see some success is put some blinders on and look at your own work. Don't worry about what the person next to you is doing. Focus on what you set out to do and how you are going to get there. What are the things that or the steps that you need to take for you to see success in yourself and in turn your business and your relationships and everything, every aspect of your life? It starts by you focusing. And focusing in today's world where there's so many distractions is something that we need to work at so that we can feel better and that we can perform better. Number two, set small changes, okay? Small changes, I know sometimes people feel like, oh, well, that's going to take longer or that's just easy stuff. You know, should tackle the hard stuff first. And I've been that person too. I used to quote somebody named Kerry Newhoff. He's a great leadership, uh, uh, personal development type author and podcaster. And he would always say incremental change breeds incremental results. So if you want incremental results, then, you know, have incremental changes. And he was saying it in a, in a, not in a negative way, but basically trying to challenge leaders to think bigger, you know, go big, have big changes in your life so you can have bigger results. That is true. And I stand by that. But the opposite of that, or the difference of the opposite side of that coin is also true. If you have small changes, you can have small wins. And sometimes you just need small wins. Uh, 
You can't get a slam dunk every time you come up the court with the basketball. Sometimes you just got to lay it in, just little things, little things, little things, and those add up and make the changes that you actually want as well. So you don't necessarily have to go after these monumental changes. And the truth is, most of us have tried this before, where you make a list of, my life is going to change starting this day, you know, September 1st, 2023, or January 1st, 2024, whatever the date is we set out a goal. I'm going to drink eight glasses of water. I'm going to walk a kilometer. I'm going to journal. I'm going to, and you, you do so much and then you, you falter in one and you feel discouraged. But if you start small, you can probably see more incremental change, which is going to lead to greater uh, repetitions in discipline. That's a whole other conversation we can have about having your reps in and how many reps you're getting uh, uh, consistently versus sporadically and what the results is uh, are for that. Uh, but that's a different conversation. Let's talk about number three. Number three, avoid negative thoughts. And this is very, again, I'm talking to myself. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, uh, uh, you know, naturally optimistic person but I'm also extremely hard when it comes to myself. So outwardly, very happy. Inwardly, not that I'm not happy. I think I'm a happy person, but I am tough on myself in the way I think and talk to myself. And I know I'm the, also the type of guy who's like, this sounds like woo-woo, manifestation, vision board stuff. And I'm not, I think I'm just more allergic to those words, but the premise behind those things, I think it's extremely important. Um, you know, you need, you need to have the right mental state um, to, to be successful. And I think if your mental state lives inside of your current reality, you're going to be stuck in that current reality. Uh, you have to live and present and have your mindset live in the future of what your desires are and what you're actually looking for your life. That's the only way for you to have the mental fortitude or, or what's that word? Uh, the resiliency. That's what I'm looking for. The resiliency for you to, to overcome the circumstances of now. You overcome the circumstances of now by constantly living in the future. You need to be in that future and understand, okay, this is what my life is going to be like when I reach this goal and this target and this business and this whatever it is for you. Um, you need to start building that life for yourself in your mind. And that self-talk that you do, that, you know, the negative thoughts that you might have are the hindrance that is stopping you from getting to where you need to be. And I'm not talking about like, super spiritual or crystals or aligning chakras or anything like that. I'm just saying, be positive. If you tell yourself that you can't, you won't. But if you tell yourself that you can, you have a greater chance of actually doing it because I'm not saying it's going to happen. You still have to do the work to get to where you need to go. But it's a lot harder when you are fighting yourself and your mental thoughts and your, your self-talk, when you are fighting yourself to walk up the hill if you're saying that you can't do it. But if you say, come on, a few more steps, we're almost there, you can probably go a lot further than what you ever thought was possible just on your own. Okay, number four, again, I'm talking to myself. I'm hoping that it's helping you as well. Uh, prioritize your physical health. Uh, this is huge. Um, again, it's one of those things where when that gets prioritized, everything in your life becomes 
more clean or clear. Uh, it becomes more focused and poignant. Uh, you got to think about it like this, like unhealthy, a state of unhealthiness is a joy limiter. It steals and robs the, the good out of anything. If you are overweight or if you are sick with, you know, something that you probably could help, like high cholesterol, high blood pressure, um, whatever it is that you might might have, gout, I don't know, diabetes, th these are all things that we can work towards to prevent. And I'm in my own journey of that state right now. I got the high blood pressure and all that kind of, you know, not fun stuff for somebody of my age. It steals your joy because it takes away from where you're supposed to be and you're now trying to catch up to everybody else physically and mentally and emotionally. Prioritize your physical health. It's a shortcut for being happy. Being healthy is a shortcut for being happy. It is statistically proven people who live a healthy lifestyle are happier than people who live an unhealthy lifestyle. Don't take the other type of shortcut. The shortcut that makes you feel happy, right, whether it's indulging in food you shouldn't be or addictions or anything like that, that is like a fake feeling but you're actually not happy. That's avoidance. And again, that's a whole other topic. I'm not a therapist. I'm just a guy talking to you who has a podcast. So I'm not going to make too many sweeping statements other than prioritize your health. Healthy people are happy people. And don't take the bait of the shortcut to happiness. Do the work and you'll actually see that happen in your life, that you'll actually be happy. And the last thing, this is the thing that I want to get at here as a creative entrepreneur and as somebody who has a creative type business is keep learning and experiencing new things. I cannot uh, stress enough or rave enough about every time I experience something new, it just opens up a new door or a window in my mind that allows me to think about how creativity is in the midst of everything that I do and believe in. And creativity is something that requires failure, life experiences, challenges. It requires a gamut of things. So don't live in the same bubble. If you want to be successful, you need to think about every possible angle. And the only way you can do that is by being open to new opportunities and new experiences. You never know what you might learn and you never know how it might lead to the next transition or opportunity that can lead to your ultimate success. Think about it this way. If you were to do the exact same thing every single day, you could not expect for something miraculous or crazy to happen. Nothing out of the ordinary would happen in your day. It would be same as, same as, you know, same as yesterday, same as today, same will be for tomorrow. But if you change one or two things, the way that you, you know, the way that you take to work, the opportunity somebody says for a work relocation, um, a hiking trip with your friends, whatever it is that you normally would say no to or pass up on, then you're probably, you're probably going to have a new experience that you never know. It may not happen right now. The new experience may 
become beneficial to you in six months from now, a year from now, two years from now, but you're putting it into your memory bank and you're putting it into your catalog so that when something else adjacent comes towards you, you now have some new experiences or dialogue to communicate creatively to express yourself, whether it's design, art, poetry, anything. Experiences are what make us unique and creative and allow our brains to keep thinking and growing and storing and capturing. This is the type of capturing that I want my brain to have. Not the capturing of like, pick up milk, don't forget these three things, you're behind on these two bills, you know what I mean? Like that's the stuff Todoist is for, that project management tools are for, that type of productivity type stuff. But the creative storing, your brain just files that experience away without you doing anything and you never know when it's going to re-bring that back up for memory, re-bring that back up to help you with, you know, a new project or, uh, you know, ideating when you're trying to brainstorm something. So there's lots of benefits to having new experiences and having your mind, you know, chew on them for a little bit or maybe even a couple of years and then you'll start to see, okay, cool, this is how I can use it. Okay. Just to recap, ways that you can love yourself to success. Number one, only compete against yourself. Number two, set small changes. Number three, avoid negative thoughts. Number four, make your physical health a priority. And number five, keep learning and having new experiences. Guys, I hope this has been helpful for you. Find a way to declutter your mind and put those ideas somewhere else and focus on yourself so that you can start to see success inward, outward. I've been Bart. Peace out.